Last time, on Taverns and Caverns Side Stories. My party was finally able to make it through the Darkfin Marshes, with only a few encounters with beasts from the Atoni hunting grounds. Fortunately, we were able to stumble across an inn before reaching the Falgar River, so we decided to stay there for the evening to rest. However, we did not foresee the nightmare that was to come. During the late hours of the evening, a corrupted monster from a shy, known as an Oni, snuck into Eckerd's room and attempted to assassinate him. Luckily, Kaida's wolf Luna gave off a warning, waking my allies. The strength of an Oni is one that is never to be underestimated. We did battle with it, but did not come out victorious without loss. Our dear friend Luna lost her life in the battle. The Koldarians will stop at nothing to keep me from reaching the Azurian Brotherhood. We mourn the loss of our ally, but we must press on. Our next obstacle is crossing the lands of Zogun, a territory that is mostly known for its honor and safety. But we must first cross the Falgar River before doing so. Side Stories Episode 16 Sorceress of Aloria, Part 8 Welcome back to another episode of Taverns and Caverns, everyone. This is your Dungeon Master, Haphazard DM. And last time on Taverns and Caverns Side Stories, our players had to go against a mischievous Oni that attacked them in the middle of the night. And afterwards, unfortunately, the party had lost one of their allies. Kaida's dear wolf, Luna, had lost her life in the battle against the Oni. However, the party decided to preserve Luna's body thanks to Eckert's uh, clerical spells, which allows basically them to keep Luna's body in contact without it decomposing for a number of days, hoping to possibly find either a cleric or a priest of some kind in the nation of Zogun that might be able to potentially bring Luna back to life, um, if that is exactly the route that Kai decides at that time when it does come. Remember, bringing someone or something back to life is a, a major ordeal, and sometimes after coming back from the afterlife, someone or something may not act entirely the same or remember exactly everything prior to death. So keep that in mind. Uh, so bringing someone back from the dead is a giant thing. It's, it's a major, major thing in this world. Not an easy task. Finding someone that can do it would be difficult or will be difficult. And it's not cheap. Keep that in mind. But... We're going to go ahead and pick up exactly where we left off. Kai had stepped outside of the, the tavern with Luna and is kind of mourning the death of his wolf and sticking to himself. Meanwhile, the rest of the party, you all are still inside the tavern looking around. The Oni's head was cut clean off by Eckerd at the very end of the battle and after the Oni's death you all hear nothing but silence. And if you do remember, there were several wards that the orc that owned this place, the orc tavern keep, had placed around the area to keep monsters and creatures away of, that would potentially harm travelers that would come and seek refuge here during the night and during the day. But I'm going to go ahead and let you guys do and continue whatever you were going to do where we left off. Uh, again, uh, there's silence among the party as you're looking through this this tavern. Nothing else has jumped out at you. No other Koldarian soldiers have 
shown themselves, no other monsters, nothing like that. You all feel fairly safe for the moment. You're just not sure for how long. So what are you all doing at this point? It's still middle of the night, um, right after the battle. So I, I went ahead and healed everyone's hit points. We're just going to say you guys are going to get to be able to rest in the next couple of days. So don't worry about your hit points. I healed everyone up. But what is everyone doing? Eckert at this point is, you know, he's going to perform gentle repose. Um, after he's done his gentle repose, he makes sure that Luna's kind of wrapped in these kind of garments that are reserved for like a sacred portion uh, that he would do. He's, he's using his, uh, his tunic for that. So she's wrapped in that and he's kind of addressed it with different types of sweet smelling perfumes and, and colognes and things that he uses normally when he does his prayer. So with that, he entrusts Luna to whoever Kai would like. We'll do our best to get her back. I promise you I will give it everything I have. She was more than a fine friend. She was a fine companion. So I'm going to walk over and kind of offer um, Alfred Kai my bag, but I place it I place it around where Luna and Kai are right now at the moment, um, and then if he wishes to use it. But I start making my way towards the room that I was trying to lockpick earlier. Yes, which would have been the Tavern Keep's room, his private room. It's still locked, uh, okay. but you have you have all the time to attempt to pick at it again. So I'd say go ahead and roll me another roll for that. Uh, make it a, I think I had you do a sleight of hand last time. All right, uh, 20. You're able to unlock the door. You hear it clip or a click as the lock unlocks itself. And as you go to turn the knob to the wooden door, you can feel it pulling outwards towards you. So as I'm opening the door, um, is there any smells? Should I do and Do a perception check. Perception check? Yes. Okay. Because I'm still kind of worried. Oh, uh, yeah. Same, same as kind of worried because you never know what could be in there. Makes complete sense, yeah. But I just want to make sure if I smell anything or... Oof. <laughs> All right. So you get an eight. You, you, you have a slight smell come to you that smells somewhat awkward it smells off it's it doesn't smell pleasant in the, in, smell in the innkeeper's yeah in the innkeeper's room it, it, there seems to be uh, a smell lingering that might be something that maybe meat going raw Ooh. of some kind you don't see anything though because as you open the door you, you take a peek and with perception with an eight you just don't see anything you don't see anyone or anything in the room but you haven't stepped in there fully. Okay. I want to open the door slowly and kind of make my way in and, and see what I, what I got going on. Cause all in all, like we've talked about before, I have met the keeper or innkeep before. Yes. Um, and I knew that just something was off with that innkeeper that we were. Yes. Before, and you did so. catch on to that. Yes, you did. So I just want to kind of peek, like go open the door slowly, kind of make my way in there. As you slowly open that door further and you peek in, you see a, queen-sized bed directly in front of you as you open the door to the right around the corner or against the wall next to the door there is a long desk with a chair and there is a candle on the table that's lit with some pieces of paper on the table and a map and there is also a bag lying next to that bed but what you see in the far out corner of the room on the floor there looks to be like a trap door 
there's a handle, a circular metal handle on the floor, which you would pull up to pull that trap door open. But you don't see anything else. Again, no one's in there. Nothing else, nothing living anyways, but you still get a a whiff of that, that rotting smell smell of of decaying meat. All right. So when I take a step in or so, I'm going to take a step back and I want to ask for Eckerd and Eska while um, and hopefully by now I'm not being disrespectful and Eckerd has already finished doing what he needed to do with Luna um, and Kai's kind of doing what he has to do with Luna. But I want to find Eska and Eckerd and ask them to come uh, check out the room. Okay. All right. Uh, Eska, she is more than willing to, and she agrees with your decision to check the room to make sure that there's not any other potential threats. Um, she still has her katana drawn. She's going to step into the room along with Eckerd and Sam. And as she steps in, she gets a whiff as well as Eckerd. You, the two of you are able to smell this rotting meat-like smell. It's not overbearing just yet, but <laughs> you can tell there's something off about it. And Eska just kind of just shakes her, her, her nose a bit. And she says, what is that smell? Does anyone smell that? Oh, I smell it all right. I'm quite certain I know where it's coming from. This trapdoor, yeah? Right here? Yep. Eckert will open it up. As he does, he puts a hand over his mouth and nose as he starts to pull the trapdoor open slightly. All right. As you slowly pull the trapdoor open, it is not locked. You're able to open it. And as you creak it open, you are hit with even more of a rotting like smell it it almost makes you want to gag and possibly throw up actually make me make me a uh, constitution saving throw all of us Uh, no just Eckerd. oh 24 (laughs) 24 all right you're able to withstand the smell and as you look down into it you almost gag you're able to hold your yourself in with your constitution and as you look into this trap door you notice there is a small little compartment it's not a basement or an exit or anything it's just a car compartment it's about 10 by 10 down below but the thing that sticks out the most to you you notice there seems to be body parts scrambled all around in this little compartment and one of the body parts you do notice is the head of the orc tavern keep that once took care of this safe haven for travelers and remember it was an older orc and you just see the remains of this orc torn to shreds with that eckert is you see him kind of putting his hands together and wringing them a little bit as he channels forward some radiant energy he's gonna basically purify it with you know radiant flames at this point nothing that would actually burn the location um but he's scoring it out to Eska and Sam are both able to see you to ca- see you cast this spell. And Eska is looking over at Eckerd. What is it? What what is down below? Is it is it the tavern keep? Uh, I dare say it is. It looks like he must have caught the poor man and hid him here for however long. He's yeah. long dead. His remains are everywhere. And Eska, at this point, she just slightly nods to Eckert's comment. She looks over at Sam and just like taps or kind of places a hand on his shoulder and just pats it a bit. She, she remembered the conversation of Sam knowing the guy and Eckert. I can't remember if you mentioned, I'm pretty sure you've been here or now. I had not. Okay. Um, But um, even still, 
this loss of life is one you wish to never see. And as Eckert mentions this, uh, Eska just says, you know, uh, my apologies for the loss of a, of a good man that you once knew, Sam. Again, this is the kind of danger and the kind of unfortunate events that will take place if the nation of Koldar is allowed to continue their, their havoc amongst the innocents and the people of Ashai. And with that, she's going to step out of the room. Doesn't really want to be in there any longer. Sam, are you going to do anything after Eckert casts this holy sacred flame to, to kind of burn away the remains of the fallen tavern keep? Yeah, I just want to kind of step up closer. Just uh, He was a good man and an even better barkeep. Pour a strong meat, he would. And then I'm going to look away. I want to look at the table. I know you said that there was a couple papers and a map there. Is there anything of interest that we could actually like use or utilize or like their plans or anything like that? So the scattered paperwork just seems to be notes and basically writings of the tavern keeps supplies. Basically it was a supply book, making sure that he has enough supplies and who to trade with, how okay. much things cost. And next to the paperwork, there is a map. You see, there is a map of the nation of Zogun. You can see the entire area of Zogun up close on this map. Other than that, nothing really of interest. Okay, so I look at it, and then I look back at Eckert. So do you think this will cause a stir between the allied nations around this area? The mm -hmm. tavern keep was a good man. He kept a lot of people safe, and this was a neutral ground for most. I think we make sure that the Brotherhood is aware. Once we make sure that they're aware of what has happened here, they can send at least some men to reclaim this and make sure that the members of Zogan, as well as those in charge of the Atoni hunting grounds, are well aware for next time. I agree. I think that we've overstayed our welcome here. And there's been enough death. I think we should try. After you're finished there, I think we should make our way out of this, this place. I'll be finished shortly. I can promise you that much. There's a... There's an old adage that for those who kill those who are willing to provide them a space to sleep, there is a blight upon them. Maybe that will extend even further out to those members of your Kuldaran nation. He got what he deserved. Agreed. As the two of you are having this conversation, Yalar, you're still out in the main lobby, correct? Yes, I'm sitting on the stairs. All right, what what are you doing? During that time, he's just sitting in silence, just reflecting on everything that just happened and just kind of mumbling to himself right now. All right, and as you're mumbling to yourself, this is around the same time that Eska steps out of the room. And she walks over to Yalar and looks down at him. Are you all right, Yalar? Oh, she'll be fine. I, I, uh, you shouldn't have just killed the puppy like that. Eska nods and she agrees with Yalar. And she just shakes her head. I completely agree with you. However, we are dealing with soldiers who have given away their humanity 
in order to gain the strength and power of, of the great spirits and gods themselves. These soldiers, they care not for the innocents. If this continues on, more innocents will continue to die, Yalar. You do understand why this mission is very important to me, yes? I do. Uh, they're a bunch of cowards, they are. Cowards indeed. Those that thirst for more power. Power gets you nowhere except death, agony, and misery. I've seen it before. Once you're in power, all you can do is thirst for more. It kills you. It kills your humanity. And once you've lost that, you've lost everything. But we should leave this place soon. I worry that there may be others following. As you've seen, we've run into many of these Koldarian soldiers, as well as an Oni that was hired by the Koldarians. I'm afraid to even see what else they may be sending so we should leave with haste, my friend. Agreed. With that, that's enough time for Sam and Eckert to complete whatever it is you all are doing in that room. Kai, you've had your time to grieve a little bit here with Luna. And as everyone gathers in the lobby, Eska's going to grab her bag. And she's going to look at the team. And she's going to kind of just have a serious tone to her. I know we've only rested for half the night, and it's still the middle of the night. However, I think it is unsafe here. We should leave now. I agree. I think we've spent too much time in this place. It has done nothing but cause us trouble, turmoil, and stress. However, you did mention once we are in the nation of Zogun, that place is a, a nation ran by honorable people. Is that correct? Yes. Zogun is a very fine nation. One of which has led a positive overall purpose for the brotherhood and helping to provide supplies as well as apparently now staving off on the border offensive against some of the evil people coming from the marshes. Interesting. So we should, for the most part, be safe from the locals of Zogun. I would assume so. Uh, they're, again, positive people. No, not barbaric at all. That is good to hear. I was not quite a fan of the Darkfin Marshes. I know there are several innocent people there and well-traveled and kind people from there, but just that place was not my cup of tea. Mm, that's fair. It's a, especially right now, I feel for the people there, quite frankly. They're experiencing quite a bit right now, and it's very unfair what all they're going through. Indeed. But then, let us make haste. Kai, will you be all right? I'll manage. Very well. And with that then, gentlemen, allow us to continue our adventure, our travel. And with that, she grabs her bag and she's going to step out and begin heading westward. And you remember, there is a river, the Falagar River, that you still have to cross. But once you've crossed the Falagar River, you will make it into the territory of Zogun. And at this point in time, unless anyone has anything they want to do, we're going to go ahead and fast travel a little bit. And this is why he just healed everybody up. Does um, mm -hmm. anyone have, have, what's up? I want to, as I'm walking out, I want to spit in the exact spot that Eckerd fucking deheaded that guy. Okay. 
the biggest, <laughs> nastiest loogie that I and, and, and big ass Goliath can do. Just boom. Eckert is going to leave some kind of a notification on the front of the door saying that the location is vacant. Um, you know, not to enter. He'll do whatever he can to kind of board it up at this point. Nothing too time consuming, just an initial point so that other travelers are aware. Sure. All right. And with that, then go ahead and place all of your <clears throat> characters on the left map again onto the field with the path. Sometimes it feels like you want to call out, uh, place all your figures. Uh, trust me, I've, I've fallen into the same. <laughs> <laughs> so as the party continues traveling westward, you know, you're, you're, you've gotten a short rest because you were woken up by that battle. However, while you're traveling, you're able to make camp and you're able to get long rests. And after a day or so, you finally make it to the Falgar River. And as you get there, there are a couple of buildings along the river where there looks to be some people that act as or work as fairies, or I would say captains to these fairies that take people to and from each side of the Falgar River. And as you reach a couple of these buildings, there's probably about four huts. There is a goblinoid, Hobgoblin. He steps out and he is cooking some fish outside his hut. It's about early morning when you get to these huts. And as he's cooking some fish for breakfast, he, he spots the party. I don't think you're all trying to be sneaky, are you? Or are you just walking up to these huts? Not in particular, no. Sam... And Eckert, since you've traveled from Zogun before, you would know that these these huts are here, and they they're people that work to basically transport people to and from the river as a for travelers, really for say. Mm. And the goblinoid hobgoblin, he looks up and kind of just slowly gets up and cracks his back and waves the party down. Ah, welcome. Travelers, looking to pass or cross the Falgar River this morning, are we? I want to, uh, real quickly, when we walk up to him, um, and then he says that I want to speak in his native language because I do speak goblin. Okay. Good morning, sir. How are you today? He looks up at the Goliath, a bit shocked that you even know Goblinoid, but he smiles. And he feels welcome that you're speaking his language. And he speaks back, I am doing fine, my lad. I am glad to hear that you know goblinoid. Not very many people that are not of goblinoid descent speak it from what I've seen. You, uh, you honor me, my dear traveler. How, ha how are you and your party doing? It's been a long journey, but we are finally here. Just looking for safe passage across this river. Ah, yes. Well, you've come to the right place. My family and I, we've been running this transport for many, many years now. My father and grandfather have been doing this. And in turn, it is now me. So, are all of you looking to pass? Uh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, that is correct. Very well. Unfortunately, I hate to say it, I, I do not do it for free. There is, there is a cost, and that is about... Three gold coins per person. Uh, is that going to be an issue? 
No, uh, I'll take care of that, my, my good hobgoblin. Very nice to meet you, by the way. Ah, yes, and you too. Are you speaking in goblin as well, Eckhart? Oh, no, no, I'm speaking oh, okay. in good old fresh common tongue. Okay. Sorry, um, I, I'm not able to carry the R quite as well. <laughs> okay. He looks at Eckhart. Ah, so you will be taking care of the, the payments. Very good, very good. Yes. And when would you like to leave? As soon as possible. Preferably. Uh, we have business towards the main areas of Zoka. Good, good. If that's the case, uh, do you mind if I finish my breakfast? Uh, it's pretty early still. Uh, once I finish eating this fish here that I'm making, I'll be ready to go and take you. Is that I all will right? just tell you right now. Eckerd at that point just goes, mm, good friend, good hobgoblin. I ask thee, could you provide us a faster conveyance? We are in need of getting to the other side post-haste. We are moving on important measures intended to actually get as far as the Asia Brotherhood. He looks up at Eckert. Looking to, to get to the uh, Azorian stronghold uh, in the decaying wastes, are we? That's not a, that's, that's a very dangerous place. I am returning to my former patronage. I was at a time in employ of the Asia Brotherhood. I'm taking my friends on this conveyance. We'll stop, of course, in, in some of uh, the cities along the way, but we were actually tasked to go there. Uh, it's important we have new individuals here interested in being able to see the Brotherhood. Ah, okay. Well, you know, I mean, you really want to... Make haste. I mean, I'm a friendly fellow, but I'm pretty hungry. I mean, if you want to get going I'm now, happy I'm happy gonna... to pay a little bit extra for uh, the that's, issue. That's exactly where I was going with this. Speak in my language. Add a three more gold coins to that fee, and I would be happy to take you right now. Ah, my good hobgoblin, you have my word. As I'm paying you, my friend, um, I'm I am curious. There was an envoy, uh, a, 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 quite a, a gruff group of individuals, some very large, some ogre-like. Have they by chance made haste through the ferrying before we had arrived? Uh, ogre, you say? Ogres. Um, there were also some uh, dragonborn. Let me think. Uh, we get plenty of travelers from time to time, uh, especially coming from the Darkfin Marsh. It's a couple of orcs. Half orcs, you know, uh, about a little bit of everything with travelers nowadays. Uh, a couple of dragonborn, yes, yes. I do remember seeing uh, no ogres, but there uh, there have been some interesting. There were, there was a guy who wore armor I've never seen before around these parts, especially coming from the Darkfin marshes. Most travelers are wearing, you know, chainmail, leather armor of sorts. This this guy had a quite a bit of a a unique look to his armor, I'd say. Mm. Yes, you know, I appreciate you providing that. That's the individual we were hoping to make sure we were catching up to. About how far out was this from when they had arrived? Ah, uh, I would have to say possibly a day or two ago. Mm. I see a lot of people, my friend. It's hard to remember every single one. Uh, totally, completely fine. I am going to make an insight check on him. Go ahead. All right, you got a 10. I mean, pretty basic. For the most part, you don't really see any, like, movement or body expressions or anything like that coming from him that would give you the 
idea that he's lying to you. I mean, you take his word for what it is. Okay. Uh, well, I truly appreciate you letting us know ahead of time. Um, here is your total 21 gold pieces. Again, thank you so much for your providing of us travel. Yes. Well, the Falgar River is not an easy river to pass. It's a very powerful one. So be prepared. I hope none of you get, it's not the sea, but seasick per se. Uh, <laughs> trust me, my ships are able to get us by. It's going to take a good hour or so to get through the river. But trust me, you'll get past it all safe and sound. I greatly appreciate your time, friend. All right. Well, uh, follow me then. And he gets up and he, he takes the fish off the, the fire and he, he pours water onto the fire to take it out. And he begins to walk. Follow me now. Come, come. Off to the ship. As he's doing that, Eckhart's going to kind of whistle out to the group and like, you know, kind of bid their, come on, because I've paid their route. He is going to pull Eska aside slightly. Okay. Sounds like our mutual interest has already traveled through the conveyance that this hobgoblin provides. She nods. I did catch on to that. Again, this is going to be dangerous. We do not trust anyone from this Agreed. point on. Agreed. I don't disbelieve that the Hobgoblin has good intentions. It gave me no bad feeling. Uh, I will say this much. Until we do arrive, I am going to be placing on you a bond, okay? Sure. What is it going to do? Uh, he's going to cast one of his second level spells. Warding okay. bond. He burns away 50 of his gold pieces as he uses the component as well as the two uh, the two platinum rings that he had. I have now conditioned a duration one hour spell on her that as long as she's within 60 feet of me, she will gain a plus one bonus to her AC and saving throws. And they t have resistance to all damage. And anytime they take damage, I take the same amount. Okay. For one hour, it looks like. <clears throat> yep. So cool. I figure that's enough for us to be able to ferry across. Yeah, that's about um, an hour. Yep. Just in case we get waylaid. All right. That's actually a good plan. And I'm I'm still just, uh, like, I'm not keeping this from everybody, by the way. I, I am making sure that everyone knows. Okay. All right. So the Hobgoblin, he leads the party over to one of his many ships. You see there's about three ships that are docked along the edge here or the side of the river. And he goes to the biggest ship that he has that's able to carry about 15 people. Come, come, we'll take my biggest ship. There's quite a few of you, and, you know, I, you never know, there might be a party waiting for us on the other end. So, allow us to get on and make haste, since you want to get there right away. Chop, chop. And he gets onto his ship, and he begins to untie many of the ropes holding the ship to the dock. And as he does so... He waits for everyone to aboard the ship. And as he does, he takes one of his paddles and he just pushes up up against the docks, getting it kind of away from it. And as he does so, you see he walks up to the steering, the, the steering wheel or whatever you'd call it, of the ship. And as he grabs hold of it, you all can see it begins to glow with magical essence and a magical aura takes shape around the edges of the ship on the bottom and wind begins to push the ship away from the docks towards the center of the Falgar river, pushing you towards the opposite side. It is a very nice day out this morning. You feel the breeze up against your faces. It's very peaceful. You can see the birds up above flying over the ship. And as you're crossing the river, 
you do see the Falgar River is a massive river. It, it's no joke. It's taking about an hour. Normally, it wouldn't take an hour, but because of the powerful currents of the river and where it's coming from, it makes traveling across fairly difficult without a decent ship with some possible magic helping you out, as this hobgoblin has. But as you're crossing, it's fairly peaceful, and the hobgoblin, he just whistles a bit, and he looks over at Eckert. Well, you may call me Ugok. That is my name. It's a pleasure to meet you. What's, what's your name, son? Oh, uh, me, son. It's been some time. <laughs> uh, uh, my name is Eckert. Eckert Sorensen. Pleasure uh, to have yes, you. Yes, well, you and your friends are always welcome on this ship of mine, especially if you're willing to pay a little bit more gold. So what, <laughs> what takes you all to the Azurian stronghold. Uh, not very many people like to go to the decaying waste. That's a very dangerous place. I know you said you are once or were once from the Azurian Brotherhood, and I, I commend you for the, the hard work and the very dangerous lifestyle of a Azurian brother. Uh, what, what makes you want to go back now that you uh, uh, have been long gone from there? Mm, this is a stellar question. What I would tell you is, uh, in the time that I was relieved of my duty because I had served my necessary period, um, I made it a point to help others who are looking to do similar work with the Azurians to protect all the realm. Um, and since then, I have helped others do this same travel. Mm. I haven't quite gone this long, as you can see. I, I am... Growing old, sadly, but uh, as long as these weary bones are willing to help others travel, I will forever be willing to help them myself. Mm, interesting. And he looks at the rest of you. What about all of you? What makes you all want to go to the Azurian stronghold? He looks over at Yalar. You're, I don't see very many turtles coming from the Darkfin marshes wanting to go to the decaying waste. Not much water there, my friend. What what brings you on this travel? I'm just here for the ride. Ah, well, that's totally fine. How about you, my dear Goliath? He looks over at Sam. I'm just here to make sure everything goes as planned. Ah. Just there for the ride and make sure my uh, group is safe. Ah, yes. And he looks over at the ranger. And yourself, my friend. What about you? What brings you out here to these parts? You also here for the ride? Or less. Thought a little sightseeing was in order. You'll find there are many, very many places to sightsee in Zogun if you ever have the time. I know you're in a rush, but perhaps afterwards. Uh, I originally am from the nation of Zogun, and we take pride in our nation and welcome all travelers. You'll find that there are very many beautiful places to sightsee in Zogar. And he looks over at Esco. And, and you, my dear, what, what brings you here? And she just looks at the hobgoblin and for the ride, I guess. She does not really want to say too much. She doesn't really trust this guy right now. Um, uh, fair. And he looks at her. Ah. Oh. A party with not very many words, my, my, my good Eckert, but that's okay. I, I've, I've had a lot, a lot worse, a lot meaner 
uh, people trying to cross, I would say. <laughs> so, but when he uh, says that, I, I say in, in Goblin, I just want to say, like, you've got short words because there's been a lot of stress, a lot of problems recently. Just not very many words for us to speak because there's been a few bumps in the road. Ah, yes. In Goblin, though. Okay. He, he looks at Sam. Ah, yes, yes, I understand. Thankfully, these are times of peace here on, on the lands of Tyrister. However, with us living so close to the decaying wastes, that seems to be mostly where the trouble comes, other than those damned orcs that worship Rotar, the damned fiends. He's going to speak in common so you all understand. Let me give you a piece of advice, my dear friends, my dear travelers. Once you pass the Falgar River, I do warn you. You know, the decaying waste, as you already know, is a dangerous place. Devils, demons, monsters of every kind, abominations will occasionally attempt to cross the decaying waste. But thanks to the combined efforts of the Azorian Brotherhood, or Brotherhood along with all the other nations, especially the, the nation of Lande, the dwarves of Virbaldor, and the, the druids of Asia, and the elves of Estelle de Weep. Thanks to their allied efforts, they have held back the dangers of the decaying waste. However, Zogun, as you all know, puts a lot of their time and, and uh, effort and money into backing the Azorian Brotherhood and all the other nations, making sure that these evils do not surface the decaying waste. And it leaves little defenses along the eastern side of Zogun that allows the damn orcs that worship the goddamn Roktar. And many of those orcs have been very brave within the last couple of months and have continued to, let's just say, cross the borders into Zogun and uh, attempted to pillage many towns and villages whenever many of Zogun's soldiers have not been around to necessarily defend the borders. So definitely keep watch on those orcs from the Grokan Hold or those Rokhtar Zealots. But for the most part, Zogun is a safe place. You'll find that our lovely leader, the one who rules Zogun, Overlord Karuk, Larok is the stronghold, the capital of Zogun, is a just man, a just hobgoblin, and he will treat everyone fair and make sure that travelers are safe in his nation. So safest place past the Fulgar River, I would say there is a town, probably about a day's worth of travel. Once you make land on Sogun, head to the town of Izik. Izik is a very nice, well-guarded town, and you'll find that it's a good place to restock your supplies and rest up before you make your travels towards the decaying waste. So I would say travel there right away. Thank you for that advice. Yes, of course. Uh, I do what I can to make sure that you're all safe. And I hope you lovely lads and uh, lovely lady are able to get there safe and sound. Uh, once you're at the Azor stronghold, I'm sure you'll be very safe there. Well, you know, I'll get back to it. I don't mean to be a all that chatty, just I, you know, it's early in the morning and I don't usually get people this early, so yeah. 
And he's going to continue steering the boat. And if there's anything else anyone wants to do, we'll go ahead and say that you're able to cross the Falagar River with ease. He is not uh, an evil person. <laughs> I, was, I was just about to ask that, too. I was going to ask uh, Eckert what he thinks about him, but <laughs> well, we're please making do. it cross safely. Please, please do, if you want to ask. I mean, that goes to the story, the role playing. Well, how, how big is the boat exactly? If it's about 15 people. It's, oh, okay, so it's yeah. a decent-sized boat. So I guess I would like maybe go up to Eckerd after they have their conversation, and he goes back up to the front, or we're kind of wherever we are on the boat, and ask him, so what do you think of this guy? Oh, well, uh, when I talked to him earlier, he was a right kind fellow. He did give us that heads-up that I shared earlier about uh, that other dragonborn, but um, it is important that... Uh, we still keep our wits about us, as always. I'm just concerned if we get to the town and it, maybe it's a trap. Hmm. Well, what I'll say is traps it may be as long as we're staying and keeping our wits about us. Go ahead and make me, make me a history check, Eckert. Not necessarily the best at it, but I'll give it my best. <laughs> 14. That's high enough to know this. Eckert, when the Hobgoblin mentioned, when Ugok mentions the town of Izik, you have heard of it. You have been there. It's been very, very long since you've been there, but you have no, you know about this place, and you know that it is well guarded by several of Zogun's soldiers. It is a, a safe town for the most part, and if anyone attempts to attack you there, uh, you would definitely have the aid of any of the soldiers guarding that place. Mm. Uh. Let me tell you this much, my good man, Sam. If we can get to Isaac, we are in good ratio to be well protected. They may have some of them there trying to hide out, but I can tell you this much. The Zogun military is one to be reckoned with. And Isaac, being one of their primary trade routes, is well protected. Okay, I feel safer now knowing that information. Now... I will say we should still keep our wits about us once we're on some of the routes to get there. Well, it's not quite the marshes of the south. It is still not the easiest going landscape to travel on. And as, as you have this conversation, again, uh, nothing dangerous happens and you're able to cross the Falagar River with ease. And as you reach land on the other side, you notice there are a couple of other huts on the other side with another dock, and there seems to be another ship there. And as he begins to walk off his ship, and there's another hobgoblin there eating breakfast, and it's his brother, and he waves over to his brother, and then Ugok looks at you. Well, we have made it. It's a good, uh, it was a good hour or so of spending time with you, gentlemen. I hope you all have a safe travel. I appreciate it. If you ever need to cross... The Falgar River, you'll either see myself or one of my family members here. I just want to say in his, his common tongue, thank you for safe passage. Uh, of course. That is why I'm here. And again, please enjoy my home nation when you have the opportunity to. You know, not very many people come here to sightsee, so it's always an honor to see those that are interested in Zogun. I know... We may not have the best of histories due to the decaying waste, but my people have turned things around for the better, and we are 
watchers and protectors of, of Pyrrhus from the decaying waste. So, yes, I hope you enjoy your time here in my, in my lovely nation. Safe travels to you, my friends. And may the Octatic Divine watch over you. Yes, we will stay within the hands of Penella. And as the party basically begins their travel past these huts, there is a pathway that you're able to follow. And Ugok mentions, follow the pathway all the way till you reach a couple of signs. You'll see a sign that goes towards the town of Izik that I mentioned about. Head straight to that one. That's the closest town. The others will take you on routes that'll take far longer. Izik will be safe right away for you to restock on supplies. But again, careful out there, my friends. You never know what's out there. Party, as you make your way onto the path leading west, you eventually make way to those signs that Ugok mentioned about 30 minutes out. And the signs mentioned that the town of Izik is directly straight ahead of you westwards. And the signs also point north and south. And on those signs, you notice one's pointing north going towards Azok Keep, which you would potentially know uh, if you want to make a history check, that's up to you. And to the south, it shows Omek Mountains. But straight ahead would be going towards Izik. If anyone else wants to do anything here, this, I'm going to go ahead and continue on here. The party continues westward for about half the day. So a good eight hours or so go by and the afternoon hits. It's about 70 or so degrees outside. It feels great. It's a bit cloudy though. The sun's still out, but there's an overcast. And as you're traveling, nothing really has jumped out at you. You do notice from time to time throughout the eight hours of walking, a couple of travelers or merchants would walk past you on the main path. You are on a main path. They would walk past you. They'd wave towards you. Some of them might make you somewhat leery of them, but none of them have really jumped out or attempted to attack you. All of them have been innocent. About two different parties of adventurers or merchants have crossed your path at this time. But now that you're alone again, I need everyone to make some perception checks. Well, I think right. I've had a decent perception check. Mine have been better as well. It's a good thing we have Kai with us. <laughs> so Sam with a five, Eckert with a six, Yalar with a three, Kai with a 13. No one hears this but Kai. As you're all traveling, you know, you, you're keeping your eyes peeled, but you've been traveling for half a day now. You, you're growing a little bit tired. Your feet are beginning to hurt slightly from all the walking and whatnot. Eckerd, your old bones, wearing all that armor, it's starting to, starting to oh. tire you out a bit. Feel like you need to rest fairly soon. But Kai, as you're walking, <laughs> Kai is on edge, I would think, due to the loss of Luna. And Kai, as you're looking around walking, you've been kind of keeping your eyes peeled anyways for most of this adventure. You do notice you hear something in the very southern portions of the area heading to you from your left. And also you hear some movement coming towards you from behind. You hear quick movements like animals running very, or galloping, horses galloping towards you. What do you do? This is something that Kai hears, right? Yes, only Kai. Okay. Since uh, it seems I'm the only one that can hear and it sounds like horses 
galloping, I would uh, suggest us going to the side of the road or the side of the path, anyway. Okay. Also, so, probably getting our weapons ready, being in a uh, like a ready stance instead of just right, right, preparing yourselves for combat. Okay. So uh, Eska, she draws her katana out, and you're looking around. And when you all step to the side, drawing your weapons, the galloping gets closer. And soon enough, something or some, I would say, people you notice charging towards the party. Several of them. You see, you can't even keep count. There's probably a good 20 to 30 people on these horses charging at your party. From the south and from the east where you just came from. I see you just made a stealth roll there, Sam. What are you attempting to do with your stealth? You're kind of out in the open in this open field, so it's very hard to stealth. I know you rolled a natural 20, but describe to me how you're trying to be stealthy here. Damn, I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> My man's hiding in the tall grass. <laughs> um, yeah. So as, well, yeah, <laughs> same lays down in the grass. So I would say maybe as, well, it's kind of, if I'm in the middle of nowhere, then I don't think I can can do that. Um, I was just going to say, since we're getting into defensive positions, uh, that is kind of Sam's thing to try to. Try and try blend to, in. Yeah, try to blend okay. in. but Sure. It, it doesn't really necessarily work very well with nothing around, no trees. No... I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. You did roll natural 20. I don't want to take that from you. I'll okay. say this. Sam, you the, the grass is, is not the tallest of, of grasses, but, I mean, you're out, you're out in the wilderness. You're able to lay down belly first up against the ground, kind of trying to keep within the, the, the tallest grassy areas within you. With these people being on horseback charging at the party, uh, they can't really spot you from where they're at right now. So we'll just say they don't see you, but they see the rest of everyone standing there. And you notice at, eventually, I won't even make you guys roll perception checks. As soon as this party of 20 to 30 people on horseback get closer to you, you all notice that they're all orcs. And all of these orcs have attire on that look to be of rope tar zealots. As, as mentioned before, the orcs that follow the god Roktar are orcs that believe that the only thing that dictates life is power, strength, and no mercy. So you all know that these are potentially the orcs that are currently in war with the other orcs of Darkfin Marshes. And you do remember Ugok mentioned that Several orcish parties have been attempting to pillage and cross over the borders of Zogun. But you notice 20 or 30 of them strong, charging at you on horseback. They have the mounts. And as they get closer, before they do, I'm going to give you all an opportunity to do something. You don't know if they're going to attack you, but they have their weapons drawn. But uh, I'll give you a hot moment to attempt to do whatever you want to do. Uh, I'll, I'll say, Sam, that, that stealth check is kind of what you're doing. I'm assuming you have your, your blades drawn. Uh, what's everyone else doing at this point? I'll, I'll give you this round to prep yourselves. I know Yalar just did what he's doing. I'm Eckhart's doing a insight check. Okay, what's, what are you attempting to do with the insight? I, you... I'm trying to see, I mean, I'm using my experience as a military person to see if you know they're coming in in an attacking formation or if this is not meant to be as such. You notice they split into two groups as they're rushing towards you. They all have their weapons drawn, 
but they don't seem to be charging as if they're going to lay waste to the party. However, you do notice they split themselves, the two groups, and they begin to go on each direction or each side of the party. You get the feeling that they're attempting to surround you. Um, he'll convey that to the rest of the group. Everyone, we may not like this, but there's quite a few of them coming for us at this point. I will tell you right now, it seems like they're trying to wrangle us in. Eska is looking over at the rest of you. This is not good. We do not need this right now. How, how powerful are these orcs? Are they all pretty well versed at combat? Best as I know, yes. The biggest concern that we have with the, this subset is that they are actively doing war writing. So they may be looking to accomplish similar things along with what those who are chasing after you might also want to accomplish. Pillaging and stealing all that they can. Is there any way of talking to these people, convincing them that we are not worth their time? Are these? T- I've never heard of, I do not know this band of orcs or ever have heard of their, their god. Are they ruthless? They represent, their god represents some of the evil pantheon that we have here. I can't say one way or another, Eska. Let's maintain the spell that I have on you at this point. We are far outpaced due to their speed. Best as we can is to take a defensive position and do our best to hold them off. Very well. All right. And as Yalara, you cast a shadow blade. Are you prepping yourself with that? Yeah. Yeah. I have it drawn, ready to go. Okay. How likely is Eckerd? I know Eckerd's a pretty religious dude, but how likely is Eckerd to pretend to be one of the zealots? I wait. (laughs) I wear way too much. I wear way, way too much. They wouldn't believe him, anyways. Due okay. to it's an orcish god too. Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Never mind. <laughs> hey, man, you gotta fit in where you get in, I guess. <laughs> so it is within minutes that these Roktar zealots eventually begin to circle around the party, and they quickly surround the party. I'm not gonna place them on the map. Just, just gonna describe it for now. But you find yourselves surrounded by 30 strong orc warriors from the from the Grokon hold. They all have skulls and leather armor attached to their bodies. Most of them have giant great axes. Some of them have bows attached to them. And you notice a good 10 or so draw their bow strings and point it at the party. And they all stop. They don't run you down as if they were coming to die, attack right away. But they have their bows drawn on you as you're completely surrounded. And you notice one of the orcs slowly gets off of his horse. And he slowly walks towards the party with his great axe drawn. And you see he has both hands on it. This orc is extremely muscular. He, he looks very intimidating, would say. And as he nears the party, he begins to speak in orcish. Does anyone here know orcish? No. 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 All right. Kai, do you Uh, know Orcish? uh, I do not. Okay. Uh, So no one knows Orcish here then. So he begins to scream in Orcish tongue, and all of you are lost. You have no idea. It sounds (laughs) you sounds it sounds like he is pissed. Like he sounds threatening right now, as if he might attack you. But as he gets closer, 
he slowly begins to lift his great axe. And as he does so, he stops for a moment and he speaks out again in his orcish tongue. And he do any of you kind of give off like you can't understand or, or are you trying to speak with him? Yeah, I don't know about that one. I think you are. You're probably the best case scenario, my friend. I'm just going to step up, tilt my head sideways, like just give him this confused look. Can we ask Bog if they he, he does Bog speak uh, Orkish? <laughs> I'm just seeing if I had any type of <laughs> spells to see if I could understand, which I don't think I do. That's okay. As the party then stays silent, I guess some of you kind of have a look of wariness. You're not really able to understand the orc. He's able to tell that you're not understand him. And he just begins to speak out in common at this point. He looks at the party over. You are surrounded. There is no escape. Drop your weapons and surrender yourselves to the orcs of Grokan Hold. Roktar demands it. Uh, we're not looking for any type of battle. Uh, we're just travelers along the path. Um... We just came from your great nation. What, what have we done to be waylaid like this? <laughs> what have you done? Nothing. Your weak group of travelers that we saw passing by. Now we demand what is rightfully ours, which is your equipment and yourselves. So you will come with <laughs> us willingly. <laughs> You all right. So you wrote a intimidation. Yep. It's it's time. I I, so you wrote a natural 20 on your intimidation. You got 24. At this point, Eckert actually reaches in and he pulls out from his common clothes. He brings out a shattered blade that's in his possession. It's a token of the fall of a great warrior. And the great warrior from Eckert's past was an orc from the Darkfin Marshes. Okay. It it's may not have any type of direct correlation to them specifically, but I chose this in the very beginning when I was developing the character because he was kind of traversing between there and the elven nation. So Mm -hmm. he brings this out. It's got some, it's a broken blade hilt. And at the hilt, there's some multiple colored feathers and a few scales, maybe from some kind of a reptile of that area. Okay. And Members wh- of the Darkfin Marshes, my name is Eckert Sorensen. I am a representative of the Azurian Brotherhood. I am coming here to travel these members who are a part of my company back across the line, pushing towards the Demon Wastes. You dare to stand up and to hold back the sacred duty of the Azurian Brotherhood. Ask yourselves, is this something that you want to be remembered for? I protect all, including you, from those horrors that cross the line. I look to merit no difficulty with you and your people, but to stand this would earn the ire of the four nations, the dwarves, the elves, the brotherhood, as well as those members here. The orcs all begin to look at one another as they they see you hold out this this item, and some of them you can hear whispering in orcish, and the one yelling at you that's standing before you slowly 
lowers his great axe and he just begins to laugh. <laughs> you may scare plenty of my men, but you don't intimidate me. However, I will accept this call. I care little for the Azorian Brotherhood, but you are a man with oomph, a man with power that comes from your voice. I respect power. Follower of Roktar would know that you, my friend, are strong. <laughs> so I'll tell you what. You may leave with your life, dear friend, but your friends will have to stay. At this point, Eckert takes his halberd and he draws a line in the sand. Then, just as the one who fell before me, a leader of your people, did again, you and I, I challenge you for the protection of my people as a representative of the Azurian Brotherhood. Come, you and I, if I settle it and you are defeated, allow my people to be able to pass. As you say this, Yalar, I know you just mentioned you have an idea, but before you do anything, Yalar, yeah. let, me, let me say what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the orc looks at Eckerd. <laughs> you challenge me? I am the great one. The great non-cause. You think you can defeat me because you've defeated another one of my tribesmen? I will prove myself this day. All right, then. And as he mentions this, all of you, uh, Eckerd, you have Arcana, and I think Yalar, you have the skill Arcana, don't you, Yalar? Leave so, yes. All right, you both rolled uh, 16. That was me. Are you proficient in Arcana, though? I, yeah, I have a, I have it's okay. a plus seven, or seven. Okay, so the three of you, 16 to 14 and a 20, especially Yalar, you feel some magic all around you beginning to dissipate like you you feel magic flowing all around the field right now you don't know what it's from but what happens is within the next moment as you're all looking around i'm assuming you're all back to back trying to make sure that you can't get blindsided by any of them you do see things and people begin to slowly appear on the field all around you and you notice there is this goblinoid like group of warriors slowly begin to fade into existence and as this happens you notice several magical blades begin to shoot out from the skies and appear all around you and you notice this circular wall of blades begin to devour all of the orcs and you hear them begin to scream as they are cut from their horses and all around you, these orcs drop one at a time. And as this happens, the orc leader looks around at these magical blades cutting into all the orcs as they begin to fall from them. The ones that are able to escape the blades begin to charge away as they see that they're now surrounded by goblinoid soldiers in fear for their life, now that they are outnumbered. And as they attempt to escape, Many of the goblinoid soldiers aim bows and shoot them down as the horses continue to rush off without their riders. And eventually it is now just the orcish leader standing there. 
And as he sees what happens, he looks around, he begins to sweat, and he just yells out. And as this happens, the goblinoid soldiers walk up towards the group, and there is one that stands out. There is a half-orc in heavy armor, white hair, fairly old-looking. But you can tell, Eckerd, as you look towards this man, you can tell by the armor that he wears, he is a war priest. And he is a half-orc with long braided white hair and a long braided beard. And as he steps forward, he has a shield and sword drawn. And he looks at the orc. I am Broxog, war priest of the Octatic Divide. You have crossed territories that you are forbidden from, Orc. I bid you this opportunity to retreat now with your life and tell your people that you are not welcome here in the nation of Zogun. And as he says this, the Orc, he looks at this half-Orc named Broxard, and he just, he quickly grabs onto his horse he gets on it and he begins to run the fuck away. As you should! Terrified. As this happens, you all see there's about a good 40 or so hobgoblins in armor. They begin to sheath their blades and they look at one another and you see there's one of them that's a caster. There was a wizard amongst the party that basically hid them all. This was a trap. They knew that these orcs were going to come and attack the next traveling party. They had a feeling this would happen. And as this happens, the, the individual named Broxar, he looks to be about 64 years old at this point. You know, but for an older gentleman, he, he's wearing heavy armor and he's got this tower shield and this long sword. He sheathes his long sword and he steps up to the party. I am Broxar, war priest of the Octatic Divide. Welcome to Zogun, my friends. It is a good thing we were here waiting for those damned orcs of Roktar to show their faces. My apologies for letting them get as far as they did, but I had to wait until we were at the proper position to take them out. And he holds his hand out to shake wh whoever's hand. Leader of this party, who may I have the pleasure of speaking with? Oh. I would say that's Eska. Eska. Eska, you can trust him. Eska looks over at Eckerd, then at this war priest. She sheathes her katana and she walks up and shakes his hand. I am Eska of Ashai. Thank you for your aid this day, war priest of the Octatic Divine. My party and myself, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And Broxar just nods. <laughs> No need to thank me, child. This is what we do here in Zogun. We protect the innocent and welcome all travelers. Now, if I would say a couple hours to the south or to the west of us, there is a town called Izik. Make haste there. You'll find yourself a safe place to rest up. And if you wouldn't mind, if you would allow my men and I to accompany you, we're actually looking to rest as well. We've been waiting out here in the middle of these fields for many weeks attempting to get that group. 
but we finally got them. And as you can see, my men here, they're grabbing all their belongings and whatever we can. But if you wouldn't mind, would we allow us to protect you on your travels, at least to the town of Isaac? And Eska just nods and she goes, yes, we would welcome it, actually. Uh, she doesn't really speak up more of anything else. She doesn't want to give away any more detail or information of your guys' mission that she wants, but she is welcoming it. And at this point, she looks at the party. What about all of you? Are you in agreement with this? Very much so. We are traveling alongside her at her beckon. She looks at the rest of the party about everyone else. Are you all good with this? Yalar, Sam, Kai? Uh, I'm just kind I of have no objections. Very well. Uh, she looks at Brock's arc and nods. Well, it seems like my party is willing to travel with yours. I feel we will be much safer in your hands, my good war priest. And Brock sort of just chuckles. <laughs> yes, very safe in my hands. Trust me. If you are under the watch of one of the lords of Galacron's end, especially if you're innocent travelers, you can better believe you're in safe hands. Please, come, tell me about yourselves. Allow us path to Wizik. And as he does so, he points at some of the soldiers as they begin to rile up and get many of the belongings as orcs. And they all begin to prepare themselves to travel to the town. You feel so much safer with a group of 40 powerful soldiers from Zogun accompanying you. But Broxark, he does not grab his horse. He notices that all of you do not have any horses. So he decides to walk alongside of all of you as his men surround you and keep you protected as you're traveling along the main road. So I see you are also a cleric. Uh, he looks at Eckerd. And he, he looks down at your attire and your, your emblems, and he notices something about you. Hmm. Cleric of Panella, are we? <laughs> yes. Longtime servant of her kind. Yes. Well, it is good to see you, cleric. I am glad to know that you did not have to do a combat with that brute. Now, I'm telling you, he would have accepted it. Yes. And he would have taken you for combat, but those orcs of the Rope Tar, they will do whatever it takes to win. So, I am glad. However, I am also one that accepts challenges, and what you did back there was brave. And you have my respects, Cleric of Panella. Truly a pleasure. I've heard about your fine works, my good war priest. Um... I also am very happy that we stumbled upon you. We were looking to make the extra travel down to Galacron's End initially. Um, we have need of your services. Oh, you were looking to travel to Galacron's End. Uh, well, speak up. What are these services that you require? We lost a friend of ours along this travel from being waylaid by some beings coming from across the sea. They took my friend Kai's companion. Um, Kai, I'll give it to you at this point. Broxarg looks over at Kai. I'm just going to assume you all introduced yourselves in some way, shape, or form as you're traveling with Broxarg and his soldiers. He looks over at Kai. Uh, you have my sincerest apologies, good sir, for the loss of your companion, your friend. 
Please tell me more about this friend of yours. What can good old Broxarg do for you? Uh, Eckhart told me that we could probably find someone to cast the spell to bring my wolf Luna back. Ah, based off your attire, I would have guessed you were a ranger of some kind. A friend of yours is a friend of mine, good friend. You kind of remind me of one of the other lords back home at Galakron's End. Your friend uh, you mentioned fell in combat, yes? Yes. And you look to bring them back. Well, I must tell you, Kai, bringing back a soul from the dead is not an easy task. Now, it is within my capabilities of doing so. I cannot do it exactly where we're at right now, but when we get to Ezek, I have supplies there that I can I can pull forth from my belongings to do such a thing. Do, do you have the body of your friend with you? We do. Good, good. Have you preserved your dear friend's body? It's not decayed, has it? Eckhart casts a gentle repose. Ah, ah. Are we walking right now? Or are we yeah, you're, you're, you're walking and talking as this is going on. So as I do that, I kind of take my bag and, and toss it over my shoulder and begin to open it up to show. Ah, yes. Poor wolf. Mm. Such is the way of life in these rough times. Tell me, I have to say, bringing back your friend, it's... It's not always guaranteed. I know how to cast the spell to raise the dead, but my dear friend, you have to know, doing so is not cheap. And doing so sometimes isn't easy and sometimes isn't the best for your friend. When those are brought back to life from the dead, it is a major feat. It is one that individual of today's world normally does not have access to do. The soul is a precious one, even those of an animal companion. Do know this, dear Kai. If I attempt to bring back your friend, your Luna, as you have called her, for her to be brought back to life, her soul must accept my call, first of all. Second, if she does accept my call, just know that this is an ordeal. We are defying possibly the will of some of the gods. Your dear Luna may not come back the same as she once was. She may not have all the memories that she once did. Her personality may change depending on many things. So I'm telling you right now as a friend, it may not be the same Luna that you once knew. Knowing that, are you still willing to bring your friend back? I probably would feel worse if I didn't at least try. Mm. Very well, very well. You know, I, uh, I am a lord of the Galacron's end. I will do what I can, but it is not cheap. It's going to cost at least a diamond worth 500 gold coins. Now, I do have such a thing, but I don't have very many of those. You know, what I will have to request for this 
act of raising the dead. It is a very hefty one, and it's going to cost me plenty of time, and I don't have plenty of it right now with us patrolling this area of Zogun. I hate to ask this, but for the Octatic Divine, Eckerd, as a cleric of Panella, I am assuming you would understand. I would have to request at least some form of compensation to do this. It's not, it's not cheap to bring back the dead. It's not easy. So I would say, do you have at least 200 gold with your party that you would able to provide to the Church of the Octatic Divide? I leave that to my friends. I, I will be more than happy to provide at least uh, the meager amounts of gold I currently have. Um, 84 gold pieces is what he has. He's willing to give all of that. Okay. And it looks like everyone else, what is everyone else saying? Kai, looks like you got 85 gold. Uh, Yalar and Sam, are you willing to chip in on this? We'd only need like uh, 31 more gold. I'll give everything I have. I have 20 left. I'll give it up. <laughs> okay. So we just need 21 more all right. gold. So with that, yeah, Eska. I can give that. I'll okay. give that like 20. I'll give 21. Okay. So you're able to. It would be 11. We'd only need 11 more with. Uh... 11 more. I know, Matt. Okay. Okay. With that, uh, Eska, she feels terrible as well. So she'll provide two. So let's just say she's going to provide 40 gold up front. The rest, the remains, Eckerd, you would just keep the remains. You could pass it to the party if you want. Yeah. Me and, uh, me and Kai can split it because we kind of, we're, we're, <laughs> we're bankrupt. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, Broxar looks up at you. Okay, okay, good, good. I apologize again. I hate to ask and request for gold, but it's not free. It's not cheap to do this. Yeah, I, I understand. It's it's one of those things. Anytime we ask for something back, it has to come with a cost. It's an equal compensation. Yes. Understood, but thank you for providing this. Of course. It is my pleasure to help out. Friends of Zogun. Now... I won't be able to do this until we get to Izik. So once we get there, I'll prefer uh, begin to perform the ritual. It may take me a couple of hours to do so, but I will get it done. And if your friend wishes to return, then you shall have your friend back with you, Kai. Again, keep in mind, as you bring back the dead, it will take time for them to regain their strength. They won't be in full capabilities like they once were. It will take many days for Luna to regain all of her strength and all of the wits about her. So keep that in mind when we do so. And as that conversation goes on, Brock Sarg is going to continue walking with you. We're going to do a bit of fast travel. Eventually, the party is able to get to the town of Izik. It is now nighttime. The uh, squad that traveled with you begins to disperse once they are in Isaac and Broxarg. He's going to look at the party. Ah, we finally arrived at Isaac. I'm going to get to place to rest. I would advise you do the same. Now, if you want to come with me, I will prepare the ritual soon. I will do so early morning, if that is okay, after I have gained my rest. We're going to tell him the what's going on, by the way. Okay, is that what I, you're wanting to I do? I really feel like we should, right? 
like Broxarg is very trustworthy and he's definitely the person you want to have um, <laughs> have your back a little bit during this kind of a time frame, just as an FYI. Okay, so let's just say as you get to Isaac, uh, or before you get there, you have a discussion amongst yourselves. Eckerd, you, you let's let's role play a bit. You pull up the idea and you want to tell the party that you you trust this war priest. Mm-hmm. How about going on? Like, how do you bring this to the party? How do you throw this to the table? How do you convince them? Everyone, I think it's very important that we make sure that Broxog is aware of this Koldarian threat. Um, as a lord of Galakron's end, um, he might be able to provide us the necessary protection even outside of this request hopefully to allow us uh, a more comfortable travel all the way to uh, Gar's Watch perhaps or getting us all the way at least into the border that way we can make haste and find our way towards the Asia stronghold potentially just staving off the pool and getting Eska there safely Eska is going to look the rest of the party you put a lot of trust in this war priest. Is there a reason why you, you put so much trust in him? As a cleric myself of Penella, as a member of the Asia stronghold, there are old stories of the lords of Galakron's end who did battle to protect the nation of Zogan from many of the threats of the decaying wastes. I cannot stress to you all enough. For lack of a better term, Roxarg, in his calm and kind demeanor, is an incredibly powerful war priest. One that has numerous stories to be told of his exploits. I'm not saying that he will be able to stave off all of the Koldarians, but having him available making sure that he's aware of something that's threatening all of Tyrister potentially. He would be very willing, I am sure of it, of providing protection as well as potential escort. Eska nods to Eckerd and she looks over at the rest of you. Sam, you made a history check of the 16. What are you trying to do with your history check? I just want to, because I know we've kind of lightly discussed about um, this gentleman, when we found out that Luna was uh, dead, yeah. Um, I just want to know if this is somebody that, if his his name reaches out uh, across the land, if it's something that me living more north north of where I am, if I would know more about him or so. Just... Yeah. So with a history of sixteen, especially because Sam, you're from Asia, which is the nation north, right, uh, right there next to Zogun uh, and the uh, decaying waste. Uh, uh, Kai is from Asia. Well, uh, Sam is Sam is from Strider Valley. Strider Valley, yeah. Yeah, Strider Valley is is located in Asia. Yes. So. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. The, so the two of you would definitely know the name of Brock Sarg. In this case, he his name travels fairly far. He's not. He's not as let's say well known as you know possibly like the kings and queens of the lands, but his name does have a heavy title to it as you all know he you all do know he is a lord one of the many lords of a town called galacrons and his story comes from a time 
when a black dragon known as Galakrond laid waste and danger to the lands of Tyrister. And to the north of the town that is now known as Galakrond's End, there is a mountain range that was known as Galakrond's Pinnacle. And along with Broxarg and the other lords, they were able to defeat this powerful black dragon with the help of a bronze dragon. And by doing so, they earned themselves the title and the right to own their own land in Zogun. And because of this and their actions, they have always done their best to keep all of Tyrister safe. Now, they're not going to be, again, they're not going to be known to every individual in the land of Tyrister, but they are very popular and well-known people. Broxarg is definitely someone you would know and have heard of his exploits, at least living in Asia. Both Kai and Sam would have heard of Broxarg in some way, shape, or form. Yalar, you might be a little bit different because you're from the Darkfin Marshes and you kind of lived kind of as a hermit to yourself. So if that's mm-hmm. a history check you want to roll, that's up to you. Nah, I don't think you would know it. Okay, which would make a little bit of sense. You've kind of stuck to yourself as, mm-hmm. as a hermit. So again, he is a war priest that is very like widely known as a defender of the innocent. Now, what you say with us being being from Ashai, that may, maybe when we were younger, you would hear stories of Galakrond or like it would be like a child's tale. Yes, for okay. sure. Now, how old is Sam? Because Broxarg is only about 60, 63, 64 right now. So how old is Sam? Uh, I think he's like 20, 30 years old, 33, something like that. Okay. So maybe Sam wasn't a child when he heard, but children nowadays definitely grow up hearing the stories, at least around Zogun, definitely in Zogun. Um, Asia, though, there are some stories the Druids will say and talk about. But even as a teenager or even a young adult, you've definitely heard stories, Sam. Good ones. Okay. Good ones. All right. So when she asked, I would say, yes, we should definitely trust him. We've heard stories from the my land, many stories of of him and and his perilous defeat of Galakron. Eska nods. Well, it sounds like we have come across potentially a reliable ally. Then, if he is as trustworthy and as powerful as you say, perhaps speaking to him is just as good as speaking with the Azurian stronghold. And she's gonna think about it for a moment. So. If we tell him, should we do it now or in Isaac? We should be telling him, in my opinion, as soon as possible. That way, the person we know who has a better lay of the land than we do would be able to provide us the best guidance. Very well. And we'll go ahead and say then, Eska speaks up prior to getting to Isaac and informs Broxar of everything that's happened to your party as well as why she's here. And Broxarg, his eyes light up and he, he, they widen. He does not know very much about the continent of Ashai other than the stories he's heard. He's never been there. But he does know some information about Ashai through many travels, merchants, and people that have possibly, you know, have been there. And he does know a little bit of the nation of Koldar, he does kind of seem a bit at shock, though, as Eska explains that the Koldarians and the Emperor Baal was able to 
strip the energies from one of the great animal spirits, the great turtle spirit, Tioga. And Broxard seems very worried and concerned that a mortal would be able to strip the energies of that of a god, per se, and give it to normal soldiers and mortals. And when you explain the battles you have had with these, these soldiers that have transformed, he definitely has a concerning look on his face. And now that these soldiers have crossed into Terrister, it is a definitely a problem, at least for Broxart. He, he, he definitely thinks this is something the Azurian Brotherhood must know about. It's on the lines of a threat that is potentially on par with the demons and devils of the decaying waste. Now, you're, you're, you're talking sucking the power of a god. You have to remember that the great animal spirits known as the Omnikami are basically the gods of Ashai. So this is like stripping the power of Penella herself. This is very worrisome information. Agreed. So we'll say once you get to Isaac, Broxar, he, you know, he tells you, my men are going to get some rest. The stories you've told me of Ashai are terrible. I have no idea how a mortal man could strip down and make an omnikami as you would call them kneel down before him and drain the energies of a god he looks at eckard eckard imagine someone taking the power of panella herself or even armas the god of strength and using it for their own selfish desires that is as dangerous, if not more dangerous, than the devils and demons of the decaying wastes. I shall tell someone to send a message to the Azorian Brotherhood, as well as my home in Galakron's End, to make haste and to make sure that they, are, they expect you, that your arrival is of haste to the Azorian Brotherhood. Now, I unfortunately cannot accompany you. I have already agreed to a mission as you've seen, the orcs of the Grokan hold are danger to the innocent civilians of Zogun on the border over here of this territory. Yes. I've already agreed to take my men and scout along the borders. If it wasn't for us, your party would have been in trouble, and I'm sure there are many of other travelers that could use our aid. However, you continue your travels to the Azurian Brotherhood, and I am willing to provide you a couple of my soldiers here with me to accompany you to make sure you get there safe. Now, it's not a lot. I can't offer you many because I have to keep them in my current party for any orcs that we might come across. But the Azurian Brotherhood, they will get note of your travel and they will expect you and hopefully send a couple of soldiers to meet you before you even get there possibly at Gar's watch. That's what I can do for you now. And once you get there to the Azorian stronghold, hopefully either myself or someone else from Galakron's end will be able to meet you at the Azorian stronghold. You have my word. I hope that is sufficient enough and will make you feel a bit more at ease. It does. Truly, we appreciate all that you could provide, Broxog. If there are 
again, I know we have provided as much gold as we have in our possession. Um, I just want you to know that it is truly an honor to get a chance to be part of this. Um, this is yes. why it was of such paramount that we get here and request your help. He nods. He looks over at the rest of the party. He looks at Kai, Sam, and Yalar, as well as Eska. But he's going to look over at the three of you, uh, other than Eckert. Dear gentlemen, based off what you've told me this day, you potentially have warned us and have given us the information to be able to, to defend ourselves against a potential threat. This Emperor Ball of Kordal seems like he is hell-bent on taking over all of Ashai. Who is to say that he will stop there? He is immortal after all and is driven by greed for power. His reaches may even come here to Tyrister, so I, a protector of Tyrister, give you my thanks and I honor every single one of you for making this travel, protecting this lady from Ashai from the harms of these pathetic Kodorian soldiers. He nods and bows to all of you. You have my thanks. And I will be sure that I will do what I can in my power to keep you safe and to make sure you have everything you need to keep yourselves in good hands. Now, with this information, I promise I will do all I can. He looks at Eska. I'm sure you have had quite the travel getting here from Ashai, especially being chased by enemies and assassins. I'm sure traveling the oceans was not easy. And I'm sure the goddess herself of the oceans have watched over you. You have my word, I will do all I can to make sure you get to the decaying waste safely. I'll provide with you five soldiers from my unit. Five of my strongest, well-versed soldiers. They will keep you safe. You have my word. And he looks at Kai. Your dear friend fell in combat against one of these vile soldiers from Koldar. To think that they would strike down a wolf such as your friend is disgusting. Tell you what, I'll cut off a hundred gold from that cost. And I'll take that from my own money, my own riches. As a gratitude to you and for everything you all have done for a tyrister this day. You all have done a great deed. This is not an easy task. Your names will be remembered to this day as ones that have protected the lands of Tyrister by giving us the necessary information. So keep your heads high and know that your names will be well known here, at least at Galakron's end. You're always welcome at the, my town. I hope that one day you visit. But I, if not myself, another lord or someone else that I send to Galak or that I send to the Azorian Brotherhood will bring information with you. At this time, though, I will prepare or prepare the ritual to bring back your friend and you all get some rest. You all deserve it. And he's going to walk away and prepare the ritual. Uh, at this time, he's able to point out the proper places you're going to want to visit and rest at and regain supplies here at 
Yazik or Ezik. And with that, he has mentioned that any supplies you require will be a free of charge. On oh, him. I, need some, I told I need you some, we could trust Broxog. <laughs> I was trying to see if I can hit a blacksmith. I was looking to perhaps maybe pick up a shield for myself. Yeah, you're able to find common shields fairly easily. You're able to find a shield that provides you a plus two to your AC. It's, I mean, you're not able to find anything magical, but you're able to find shields. So you're able to you're able to get a shield, common shield. I'd say common buckler for plus two AC. If you're able to use it, are you proficient with shields? You are. Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. Uh, if you're if you are, then you are able to provide plus two to your AC with a buckler. And the blacksmith, after hearing the stories of what's going on, Broxarg has given word that the shield is free. Oh, okay. Can we get potions? <laughs> is there like a <laughs> yeah, you're able to get potions. Let's just say Broxarg is able to provide you all with eight potions. Eight Peace? uh no, no, no. Eight, oh. <laughs> eight, eight total potions. Okay. Uh, of greater healing. How so do you want to sort those out, guys? That'd be 4d4 plus four. I still have uh quite a few if you guys want to split them between each other. I am out after that last battle we had uh had to. Do a little healing. Some you, you already know that Eckert should probably hold on to at least a couple. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just I'll take two. I'll take just one greater. Okay. Eska's <clears throat> got one on her as well. So I'll take two. Okay. Cool. Is the greater healing potion the same as the moderate healing potion that we said we had earlier? Or are those different? Yeah. yeah. 44 plus four. Yeah. Okay. It's moderate is greater, by the way. That was a that was that's a Jake flub at that point. It's because in 3.5 edition they're called moderate. That's why we're confused. <laughs> I'm back up to two. So everyone's able to, again, get a, a long night's rest, but we're going to go ahead and say this. Broxarg, he prepares the ritual, and as he does so, he calls for Kai and whoever else that might want to be there for it. He prepares the ritual at the outside of the tavern, and as he does so, he takes a diamond that is worth at least 500 gold pieces, and you see he begins to put down some dust and some holy water around this magical ritual circle that he has encarved or engraved in the dirt, in the ground. And as he begins to speak out, he takes a hot moment to, to create the spell. It's a whole ritual, so it takes plenty of time. But he looks at Kai after he speaks out many words. You are sure again, my friend. Once I do this, your friend, if she wishes to be brought back, will be here. Place your wolf friend in the center of this circle, and I shall do my best to summon her back. But I have your word that you're okay with this, yes? Yes, 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 yes. All right, very good. And as... Uh, as Kai places Luna down, he's going to back up. He's actually going to take his own little stance of prayer, and he's going to pray to the uh, the God of Beasts, basically. Okay, so you, you're definitely praying. Just hope, uh-huh. hoping for the best outcome for Luna. Okay. So I'd say that's probably Aura, right? Yep, the goddess Aura, correct. And as you do so, is anyone else here for this, or is it just Kai? 
Uh, Eckert would have to be there for this okay. kind of level of magic at, at the bare minimum to see Broxar cast divine spells. He needs to be there. Okay. Yalar and Sam, are you here as well? Or are you off doing your own thing? Yalar sitting this one out. Yeah, me too. Okay. All right. So uh, as this takes place, then you hear Broxark speak out a couple more words and he holds both of his hands out up into the sky towards the, the moon. And as he does so, you see this golden bright aura of holy energy begins to form around his body. And you see this holy light shoot down from above the night sky onto Luna's body. And as it does so, he continues to chant for several more minutes. And soon, as quickly as the light appeared, it vanishes. And he slowly looks down at Luna. Luna's still lying there lifelessly, or at least still. And Broxark, he, he uh, kind of leans over and he's breathing heavily. This is a, a hard spell to cast. He's, he's knocked out some of the wind from him. He just, oh, I'm not as young as I used to be. Oh, it took a lot. And he looks over at Luna. Kai, please give Luna some space and allow her soul to accept this. And as he looks down, he slowly sits down onto the ground, breathing. And after a couple of seconds, make me a perception check. Kai, 18, nice. As you were praying to the goddess Aura herself to bring back your companion luna for many moments you don't see any breathing you don't see any movement but after about a minute you notice breathing coming from luna's side and as quickly as she was laying there silently and lifelessly she slowly begins to get up and before even noticing you luna begins to howl into the night sky and eventually she does notice you I'm going to make a roll to see if she recognizes you. And I rolled fairly decent. Luna looks up at Kai and slowly walks over to you. And she sniffs you for a moment. And then as she sniffs you, her tail begins to wag. And she does recognize who you are. And Luna has come back to life. However, you notice she is weakened. She has a negative four to all her stats until she gets basically a couple of days of long rests. She's going to take time to heal, but she is back and well. And as this happens, Broxark, he slowly just chuckles to himself. <laughs> Looks like the pup decided to come back, dear friend. And he slowly gets up. Well, I will leave you to your friend. I grow tired. It is time for bed. And he begins to walk away, leaving Eckert with Kai and Luna. Sometimes those we lose are deserving of a second chance. Glad to have you back, good girl. He gives her just a quick scritch under her chin. Kai, I'm glad your friend's back. With that, Eckert's going to kind of get up off of his praying stance. He's crickling and crackling. All right. Barely gotten a decent wake of sleep on this whole trip. Uh, I need to go lay down as well. And with that, Kai, do you say or do anything, or do you do? You, are you going to stay outside with Luna for the night, or what are you doing? Oh yeah, me, me and Luna are going to go find a nice tree to sit at. Okay, so everyone's able to get a long rest. Luna, like I said, Luna needs at least a week's worth of long rests every night. 
to regain all of her stats back. She's at negative four. So for every night, we'll just say that negative four. If you get a long rest, that negative four goes down or up, I should say, by one each time. So she's definitely weakened, but I rolled really high. It was good enough for her to remember you. If I rolled low, she was not going to remember you, my dear friend. So keep that in mind. When you bring back someone to life, it's a gamble. <laughs> so that's crazy. You're all able to get that rest and morning hits. Now, before we begin the morning, at least one, one comment. Thank you everyone for tuning in to Taverns and Caverns. Before we go, you can follow me on Twitter at HaphazardDM. Yeah, uh, my name is Jake Life. You can find me on Twitter at JK Life. You can also find me on Instagram at the same. Yeah, I'm Rod, also Rodimus. I mean, I guess I'll go ahead and plug my uh, social media. Maybe uh, might encourage me to actually use it more. You can follow me on Instagram at uh, Rodimus83 and on Twitter at Rodimus7901. And I'm Patrick. Thank you, Hap, again for having us and inviting us to this. And you can find me on Twitch at Casper, spelled with a K, uh, the Wicked, W-I-K-I-D. And you can also find me on Twitter and the same thing. I'm Mark. Thank you, Pat, for letting me experience my first time on D&D. I actually quite enjoyed myself, even though I was quiet for the most part. But, uh, <laughs> I have nothing to plug in social media-wise. All right, cool. Well, no problem. That's okay. But those are all of our players. You can find them all, the Twitter or Instagram handles that they've mentioned. And again, you can find Taverns and Caverns at tavernscaverns.com or tavernscaverns on Twitter. Thank you so much, everyone, and you all have a wonderful day or night.